Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome into Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. Simulcast on Stadium 32.3-133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline 337-706-0111. As we wait to see guess we'll wait forever to see which team was actually going to win the Super Bowl yesterday. Just an awful ending. I mean, you, you, you watch the game and, you know, I didn't like watch every play or anything, but it was, you know, you watch the game and you get to the end. It's got a chance to be a fan. And, 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 just awful. Just awful ending. So cheesy and um, so you know, the Chiefs are not the Patriots, but they're getting closer. Like, you know, they've gotten all, they got a lot of calls in this playoffs, in this playoffs, a lot. And I don't know. That was just awful. Just awful. And um, you just, I don't know. I, you know, I didn't really have a dog in the fight. I don't hate the Chiefs, but I was certainly rooting against them. Um, I certainly don't like the Eagles, but I was certainly rooting for them to win. But I mean, come on, that that that, that was that was awful. That was awful. And I know, I know, it was great to watch um, Patrick Mahomes pick up a fumble and run it back for a touchdown. And it was great to see him catch a punt and return it fifty-something yards to the five-yard line. I, I know everything that he did yesterday. You know, he threw for seven hundred yards, and he's the greatest guy. It's just, it's just sickening. To see the game in it. Now, if the defense, um, you know, had the official done what he should have done, and, and which was nothing, um, and they kicked a field goal and the defense held, I mean, there, there's nothing that could have been said. You'd have just had to give them credit. I thought the Eagles coaching staff out, out game plan the Chiefs in pregame. You know, we talk. We can talk about two weeks prepare for Andy Reid all we want. The Eagles coaches staff out game planned the Chiefs in pregame. Now, the Chiefs coaching staff made the better in game adjustments, and they did much better in the second half. I mean, they, the Chiefs were just fortunate. I mean, you, you know, he dropped he he dropped the ball and they picked it up and ran it back for a touchdown. I mean, that was just, it's just dumb luck. I mean, they, they didn't even force the fumble. He just dropped it. Uh, and so, but I mean, if they would have gotten it done at the end, there's not a whole lot that could be said other than the fumble. They just gave it to him. I mean, the, the Eagles should have been up by a lot of points. And a lot of, a lot of that game kind of reminded me of the Chiefs Bengals game and that the Chiefs should have been up by a lot of points. And that game went down to the end, kind of like this one did. It kind of in reverse. I don't know, just, just a sickening way for for the game to end. I mean, it had a chance. I mean, it was a good Super Bowl. It was thirty eight, thirty five, but it had a chance to be a great finish, and they just botched it. Like the NFL just botches everything. They just botch everything. Now, as for the act, look, there's one way. There's one way 
that you can convince me that it was the right call at the end of the game. One way, and only one way. And we'll never know, because we'll never know this information, unless somebody really does an in-depth study. The only way that you will ever convince me that that was a good call at the end is if, at no point prior to that point in the game, no defensive back did any kind of contact similar to that or worse that was uncalled. That, that, that was uncalled. Because if at any point in the game that that took place, which does, does anybody really believe that? Like that, that was technically he, he, you know, he clipped them. No question. But so, so at no point in the game was anyone clipped that it was not called. So unless you can convince me that that was the first time that that kind of contact had took place in the game then it's an awful call. You can't do that. That was awful. That, that, was, that was awful. But it's typical NFL. It, it, it's, it's typical NFL to instead. And, even, and look, I, I'm, I think Greg Olson's overrated for whatever reason. There's this growing narrative that Olson's this great, you know, this great, Announcer, I think he's fun. he does okay. I think he says a lot of stupid stuff that I disagree with, but 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 he you could tell he was like, oh come on man, just let the players decide the game. You 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 got to call you you got to call obvious stuff there, but stuff like that you you don't decide the game for the you don't decide the Super Bowl right there. That that was awful. But it's typical NFL. All right. Let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, good morning. Good morning. And so I got a wacky question. Do you think the NFL will ever do anything about where the guy was about to score and he he, he stopped and didn't score on purpose? Well, I no. Mean, it's, it's borderline almost, you know, bending the rules. No, it's wise. And, and, and it's, it's very wise. Very it's wise. Very wise. But, yes. But you think about you know some some of the the money they losing. You know if you score this, you know nowadays with all the betting, you know it wouldn't be surprised to see somebody, you know, a little crazy rule in there. Well, just, I don't know, man. Well, the betting adds a whole slant to everything, but no, I mean that's just strategy. I I think it, that's wise. It is, yeah, but it's almost like I don't know. It I'm kind of up in the air with it. It's good, but then it's like I don't know. It's like he gave up. You, you know, you know what's funny is ten, fifteen, twenty years ago, I can remember having countless debates with people on the air that you have to go down. You cannot score right there, and people would say, "Yeah, but you you got to take the bird in hand, and you got to score the touchdown if you can get it. You can't fall down." And now people understand that you. I mean, years ago, I was like, "You got to." Just fall down. Yeah, you could fumble on the next snap, but the, but there's a less lot less chance of that happening than than stopping the other team going down the field. And so, no, I mean, it, no, he, I, I, I don't think you. Did it look you, like they were, they were trying to stop him, or were they going to let him? Score? Oh no, they were letting him score. There's no question they were letting him score, yeah, and they yeah, had I, to. I Both teams did the right thing right there, but the official slash the NFL, and I don't really blame the official. I blame the NFL. Like flags. Yeah. Flags are picked up all the time that 
Flags are picked up all the time on iffy borderline stuff, and you're like, eh, and then they they meet and they pick up the flag. The NFL yeah. should have taken care of that. That that is just he, awful. The, the the rule with when he so he did grab the guy. It was petty. He grabbed him yeah. on the on the call. But okay, let's do a spot foul and just give him five. Let's not let's do away with the automatic first down. Well, we, that, that's, that, you, that's, you're you're right. I mean, we, the, the automatic way. first down is way out of hand. Yeah, there's way no, out of and, hand. And listen. We, we, I did a little, uh, I was at a Super Bowl party, I did a little survey, and there was about 20 people there, and uh, 20 out of 20 people like icing on their cake. Have a good weekend. All right, take care. Now, again, I don't think there's anything you could do with falling down because you should fall down. That's the wise thing to do. But what they need to do, and I've argued it all year and all of last year and however long it's been like that, they have got to do something about aiding the runner. It is out of hand, and they, they have got to make that illegal. You're talking about the push from behind yeah. on the sneaks? Yeah, aiding the runner is way out of hand. Well, it is illegal to pull from out in front because we, we've seen that a few times. With If an offensive lineman kind of gets in front of the guy, you can't pull him, but you can push him. I, I don't know. It's But I will say I heard something I like there. Automatic first downs on five-yard penalties, like defensive holding, I'm fully in, in agreement with that. If it's more than five yards to go, it's another a reason why we overglorify the quarterback in today's NFL. Like we gotta, like it's too easy for them to get first downs, and automatic first downs are way out of hand. We need to stop that. But it's been that way for years. They need to do something about aiding the runner. It's a joke. I mean that's that's a joke. But that, that's just it's they're they're cheating and they're letting them get away with it. It's just football though. No, it's not football. It's pushing a man in front of you. No. The defense has every right to push against him. I mean, I don't no. see how that's That is awful. They have got to get rid of Aiden the runner. I think that's terrible. But they, where do you draw the line? Well, you draw Offensive the line, line when they're pushing well, especially the way the Eagles do it. It's a complete mockery. It, it's awful. Now, I could see your I don't point. blame them. I mean, I'm I'm saying, why don't the Saints cheat too? If they're gonna let you cheat, cheat. Like, why don't other teams do that? Like, what you saying, cheating? What cheating. rule is it? it what it, it, rule that, is it breaking? That, that's awful. It's it, a it, runner. It, it's it's aiding a runner. It's awful. And it used to be illegal, but they changed the rule. They need to change it back. I mean, that 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 is awful. They got to get rid of the aiding a runner thing. See, because what's what I don't. It's like the offense gets forward progress, but when the defense pushes you back, you get forward progress. No, you just it's too off. It's too everything is too slanted to the offense. It's ridiculous. Aiden the runner is awful. They got to stop that. Like in college, I, it's illegal. You can't. They don't even. They don't even tolerate Aiden the runner in college. But they don't call. They they get away with it in quarterback sneaks and. Oh, I, I I saw it several times called this year. I would say I yeah the the one with the quarterback sneak where now you're lining up in like a kneel down formation with two guys behind him and they're just shoving from the back. I could definitely see that. But if you you you'll have to again be careful how you word that rule because there's some situations where it's guys all about are in forward traffic. progress. If the running back is not making the forward progress, then it should not count. This business is you run five yards down the field and the offensive line come and, th- and carry you for five yards. That's ridiculous. I think that's it. That should be uh, that should be against the rules. That's that should be that's aiding the runner. The the forward progress should not be from your offensive lineman because they're not touching the football. It should be from the running back or the receiver, whoever the ball carrier is. I, I hate aiding the runner. I think it's it makes a mockery. This is not rugby. It's not rugby, and the offense already has way too many advantages. Way too many. Boy, y'all love Aiden the runner.
Well, I'm just saying. I mean, how many times did we see like a UL Trey Regis gets out in space and then they're pushing the pile and it's him and the offensive line as a unit? But you wouldn't ever be able to call that when it's out in the middle of the field. I understand why it looks so bad when it's a quarterback sneak because it's just taking it underneath the center and just shoving your way forward. But like it happens other places on the field and we don't think about it the same way. No, no, no. I, I argue about it. I hate Aiden to run. Uh, they need to stop all that. I think that I think they need to eliminate Aiden the runner. Now I don't, you know, I don't agree with a lot. There are a lot of college rules I don't like, but that's one college rule against the NFL that I like. Getting rid of Aiden. The Another runner. one that I like that is probably not going to change is the 15 yard max on pass interference. I think that's a way better yes. way to do it than spot foul. We're just going to assume that the guy was going to catch the ball. And and, and especially I get, on a pity like, pat 50 50. It's trying to discourage defensive backs from using pass interference as a you know a tool when they're beat. So I get why they did it, but that and yeah the. Uh, Defensive holding is the one specifically. It's always a five-yard penalty, and so it's for, it's third and ten, and you have a five-yard defensive holding. You're giving them a first down. It should be a five-yard penalty. Replay third down. Now it's third and five. There's no way that should be an automatic first down. Third and seventy-four. You should not get an automatic first down, and and you can under the rules. And again, it's another reason why we over glorify offenses. It's too easy to be productive on offense right now. It's way too easy. It's just way too easy. They got to stop all that stuff. I, I don't know. I mean, to me, what the Eagles do really makes it look bad. And I'm hoping it makes it look so bad. Like, I was like, on the two-point conversion, we'll just pick them up and carry them into the end zone. Like, why do we have to run a play? Why call a play? Just pick them up and carry them into the end zone. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Aiden, the runners are awful. I wish they would stop that. <sighs> So, you know, once again, the NFL ruined something good. And, um, you know, in my mind, the Chiefs got about three quarters of a Vince Lombardi trophy because I'm still waiting to see who won that game. I feel like they probably would have won. But, again, I'd like to know. It was like, when was that? That Saints-Yuck game or, like, it's possible the Yucks would have won the game. But the officials took over the game. We'll never know. Just stay out the way. Like, you're letting these guys carry people into the end zone. Like, like, just let the players decide the game. Unbelievable. Just the NFL can just botch anything. All right. We'll take a timeout. We'll be back. This is Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Great news, my sports-loving friend. No more aimlessly searching for sports talk love by swiping left or right. That's because you've already found the perfect match. For sports talk love, that is... Now, back to the only lover you'll ever need. The game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 706-0111. if you would like to get in. Talk about the Super Bowl. Talk about the news of Derek Carr over the weekend. Now with the news that he will not accept any trade. That means we have to wait till at least another month. Like free agency starts at 3 p.m. on March the 15th. 
what is the day today? The 13th. So we have a little over a month of more agonizing and waiting and wondering and fretting. And it's just awful, awful news. And again, if he ends up signing with the Saints, then it's actually better for the Saints because you don't have to give up a third-round draft pick or whatever it was going to cost. But again, for the people who kept saying, well, why would you trade for him? It's so you can get him. Now, if they get him, then again, it works out even better. But if you don't get him, then you're in a pickle. Because I'm not saying there aren't any potentially other good options, but I'm not seeing too many. Like, what in the world do you do next? If you don't get him, what is your next move? I have no idea. I mean, maybe they have some next move in mind. I'm not really seeing it. And certainly not as one that looks like it's got a pretty good chance of happening like that, like that of, of being successful. So we'll, we'll, um, we'll, we'll, we'll certainly see on that. So any thoughts you have on that? The Super Bowl, basketball, um, it's two. It's back-to-back games where the Cajuns just really play poorly in the second half, and we'll get more into that as the week goes on. And uh, and then we had the opening weekend of softball, and we have plenty of thoughts on that as well. Let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I got two things to opine about, if I may. One, the uh, holding call. Uh. Watched the replay several times. I think what the ref was throwing the flag about, it it looks like right before he comes out of his break that the defender was holding the bottom of his jersey and ripped the bottom of his jersey before he put his arm around him. I think that's fair. I I think that's what the ref saw was it looked like he had a hold of his jersey and ripped the bottom off, you know, like the band around the bottom. Right, what it right. looked like. I kept looking to see if I could see strings hanging or dangling afterwards, but it it looks like he was pulling on his jersey and ripped it. And I think that's what they called it for. And, and to me, if that's the case, if he was pulling on it, then that was holding. Oh, I mean, there's um, there's no question that you could justify a holding call. I'm just saying, at that point in the game, boy, they better they better not have missed any holes all day. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Like, if you tell uh, me that they I didn't, that, that, that. yeah, that that didn't happen, then I'm, then I, then I'll say, okay, that's legit, that's consistent the whole game. I'm good with that. But if, with the game on the line, if you're going to call something that you passed up earlier, I, I can't accept that. That's that's awful. That's cheating. Yeah. Well, as Saints fans, we all know about no calls or bad calls. Oh yeah, yeah. They uh, they <laughs> could they could call that one, but you know we all know of another call they certainly cer- couldn't get right. Um, or the stupid pass interference with the Bucks that allowed them to beat us. With that, it was in the end zone, so it was a 75-yard, well, a little facetious, but yeah, it, it was, uh, they got the ball on the one-yard line. Right, right, pass interference right, in the end zone. Right. Um, and the thing about Derek Carr, you know, I I've been kind of following him a little bit um, ever since Drew Brees retired because I was thinking they may go after him. You know, and and Derek Carr is extremely loyal. I think that the whole no trade clause is 
he doesn't want the Raiders to get a third round pick for him. No, I, my, my, I think I think you're correct. Is, yeah, I think you're he's probably forcing correct. him to release him and eat the money. And the Saints are being the only ones that showed interest. I, I my personal gut feeling it's a done deal. He's just following the protocol. He doesn't have to uh, accept anything, and he doesn't want the Raiders to get any type of benefit for where he's going. But he can just say no and go there anyway on his own terms in three days. I think you're correct. Um, and I hope that you're correct about where he ends up going. But but I, I just, you know, it's just, again, it's just a month now of uncertainty and wondering, and until it's actually official, it's hard to feel too much comfort. I mean, what you're saying, everything you said makes sense. I just know that we still got at least a month of waiting, and it's just kind of uncomfortable. Yep. I appreciate right, it. Have a great show, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. No, again, I – like I said, if they didn't miss any other holding calls, and I, like I said, I was following the game, but I wasn't watching it as closely as I watched like a Saints game. So I don't know that that they missed another because I wasn't watching it close enough. And if they didn't miss any others, then <clears throat> I can live with this. But if they did, then that's awful. I want to go to the Derek Carr thing for a minute because mm-hmm. – if now look, it's possible that Derek Carr and Mickey Loomis and whoever else was involved in that meeting where they met for, you know, a day and a half supposedly, it's possible they left that meeting and said, handshake, wink, wink. I'm gonna go ahead and tell them that they can't trade me and when free agency opens up, I'm gonna sign a deal with y'all on day one. That's possible. But A, I don't think it's tremendously likely because if he really wanted to go to the Saints that bad, I think they would have said, Look, we really want to get you, we want to put it together a trade offer to make sure this gets done. The other thing is, even if Derek Carr left there thinking, I'm probably going to sign with the Saints, who's to say when free agency opens up and all of a sudden he's got three offers in front of him and two of them are for almost double the money that the Saints well, can exactly. offer? Well, exactly. So I, I mean, don't I think, don't know about double, but it's significantly well, yeah, whatever more. It is, yeah. big, then even if it's right now, Derek Carr might be pretty confident that he's coming to New Orleans. It worries me that the money's going to be different and he might sit back after he you know thinks about it for a month and goes, you know what? This is my last big chance to get a huge payday. Oh, yes. Being the age I am and what I've accomplished. So maybe I will just take that bigger contract and I'll go chase championships later on. Which, again, the other thing is it's not like the Saints are like this dominant, ready-to-win championship caliber team. There's still some work to be done. So it's not like he would just be taking this big discount because he knows they're going to be in the NFC Championship game next year. The way if, if it was San Francisco or somewhere else, you go, well, yeah, I mean, we're going to be loaded. Saints are maybe a good team, but we don't know. So that's what worries me. No, I'm, I'm extremely I would, I would not say done deal at all anymore at this point. Look, so many things have gone wrong in the last few years that, that should not have. Um, you know, there's no way I'm going to get cocky about the, light, the possibility of him coming to the States. I, I'm just, I mean, I hope it works out that way, but I agree with you all kind of. It opens up so many other options now that he did this. I mean, again, you know, it's just like a kid who's recruit who goes on these recruiting trips. You know, he can go to this recruiting trip and say, that's where I'm going. Then he goes to another one and he just gets blown away for whatever reason. And then he changed their mind or some of them commit and they stay committed for months and then they change their mind. So. And I know he's a little more, you know, he's not like a high school kid, but that doesn't mean he can't change his mind. I, I just, no, it's scary. I, I don't, I don't like this. It was sickening to, to hear it. 
I understand what he's doing. It's not that I'm mad at him. I'm just, I, I just, as a Saints fan who would like to get it done, it, it is very scary. I, I don't, I, you know, again, there are all kind of teams. Over the weekend, I heard someone say they think he's going to Tampa. I mean, I have no idea, but I don't think he would he'd go to Tampa. Just, you know, there's a lot of places I don't think he would go. Um, it wouldn't shock me if, what about Tennessee? Why, you know, I would think Tennessee would get involved at some point. They need a quarterback. Uh, I, I mean, I'm hoping the whole New York thing will scare them away from the Jets. But if the Jets don't get Aaron Rodgers, they're going to they're gonna go after him and or some other veteran quarterback like there or Jimmy G or whoever. The Jets are going to be aggressive for a, to get a veteran quarterback. Very aggressive. I, and so all of that scares me. I uh, I don't like this at all, and uh, but there's not much we can do about it. All right, we'll take a timeout and be back. This is Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. You know the routine. Eat, drink, sleep, and sports. All day. Every day, you're listening to The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Yes. <clears throat> Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on The Game. The game hotline is 706-0111, If you would like to comment on the Super Bowl, I think we were talking about what our nickname was going to be for Dawson. I think I've got one for him. He 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 gave me a nickname today. I think I'm going to have to start calling him Rugby. The cat likes just scrums or scrum. Which one you like better, scrum or rugby? I think I'll prefer rugby, okay. given those two options. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, y'all hate defense. Like, the defense pushes the guy back, doesn't get any, they give him total forward progress. The offense, they could just, a bunch of people could just push you forward and you get everything. Oh, man. The man likes aiding a runner. Unbelievable. Let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, good morning, Kev. Good morning. Look, I think y'all are spot on with Derek Carr. We had a conversation with some buddies yesterday thinking that's just don't ever underestimate the power of spite. And I think Derek Carr is so aggravated. He doesn't want them to get a dime. And he may have every intention of coming to the Saints. But like you said, <clears throat> intention and, and actuality don't always line up. Um, I just I wonder if the Saints, wouldn't be smart to say, look, we'll just give you a seventh-round pick and call Carr and say, we've offered him a seventh-rounder, dude. It's, I mean, come on. Let's get this done. And he changes his mind. Because him saying that may have just, if nothing else, lowered the cost of getting him to come somewhere because they're staring. They can't They can't commit to the $40 million. So in three days, I think the whole world knows that they're going to end up eating <laughs> The, the pick, and, and they're going to have to release them. They just can't risk 
I don't know. I, I don't think you can risk uh, playing the game. So they're going to have to cut him loose, and, and where he goes, he goes. Don't forget Dennis Allen's the one that drafted him. I know, so but Dennis, I just – I know all that. I just – I just know that this is a a quarterback class or a quarterback carousel offseason where there are a lot of people that need him, and there's one in the Jets that are willing to sell the form for him. Like yeah. And I don't know if it's going to be mean, for him. I mean, they might get Aaron Rodgers like some people think. We'll see. But if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, is there somebody else that's going to – the next, next on the agenda? Well, look. Some people may not be that high on car. I mean, we're just assuming everybody's going to want them, and and <clears throat> we're so quarterback needy. It's an upgrade for us. Well, again, but, the I mean, Jets are extremely quarterback, quarterback needy. The Jet, the Jets would have made the playoffs with Crawfish as their quarterback well, last year. I mean, I mean the the, 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 the Titans would have been better off with Crawfish. Yeah, I just and and again we we think Carr is an upgrade. I, I I think the rest of the league may put him in the same class as Garoppolo and a and ten other mid level quarterbacks. Well, He's not one oh, of those top ten uh, guys. Okay, okay, but what other quarterback that's going to be available would you put behind Rodgers? Yeah, uh, behind Rodgers. Um, Again, I think Garoppolo's serviceable. I think no, I mean, underrated. again, you could argue Jimmy G. The problem with him is he never plays. Like, if you love yeah, quarterbacks that never play, then go get him. I, I, I could, I, I think Derek Carr's better than Jimmy G. Okay, but if you want to argue that Jimmy G. is better than Derek Carr, I will listen to the argument. But there is no, there is no arguing Jimmy G. playing. The guy never plays. He's always hurt. Yeah, look, I, 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 I'm in agreement with everything we've said. It's just uh, we may value him more than other people because we are so quarterback starved. But and, I no, but and, I, and there's but again, who there, who else teams, are all and, these teams going to value though, Joey? Like there is no well, one else. Again, if you're talking about trading for Aaron Rodgers, it's there's there are other options. You know, yeah, but we, we already route. said Aaron Rodgers. I'm talking about beyond yeah, Aaron look, Rodgers. That's, that's why I'm in agreement with y'all. I say if you can secure his butt, don't give another <laughs> team a chance to to pick him. You know, and look, it may be a money thing. He may have just said that y'all aren't offering me enough. I'm going to wait and see. We don't know what's going on behind the door, but I do know Dennis Allen drafted him, started him as a rookie, so I think he'd be comfortable coming to Dennis Allen. I think I think the players might look at the Saints and say this team with a real quarterback is a playoff team last year as well. I mean, honestly, if, if a high school quarterback could have seen Taysom Hill running wide open and hit him, and if, if Crawfish makes that one throw, we're in the playoffs. So it's it literally comes All down you got to do is throw, not fumble and know how to run out of bounds, and you're in the playoffs. I throw out a real, real low draft pick, and that might appease the spite in Derek Carr to make it happen. But he's holding all the cards, so he's in a great spot. He's like, heck, I can wait till. I can skip all the training camp and 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 sign with a team. That's how bad the quarterbacks are needed. But moving on, I just I, I'm in agreement with both of what y'all said. Why I'm surprised. I, I thought the Eagles may take uh, Gardner Johnson yesterday and move him from the safety position they've been playing him at, 
and put him in the position the Saints used to play him at and had, had him covering Travis Kelsey. I would have loved to have watched that matchup all game. I think yeah. he could have gotten under Kelsey's skin, uh, you know, and, and really still double-team Kelsey, but put, put Gardner Johnson on him the whole game. I thought it would have behooved the Eagles to do that, and I was kind of surprised they didn't. I also and, was kind of surprised that the Chiefs didn't go for two when they scored. I really thought they were going for two to go up nine because they were moving the football at will at that point in the game. And um, I really thought they were going to go for two. I was shocked that they kicked the extra point. And I could see that, but I can understand them kicking it too. I mean, take it, uh, make it to where they – you can't lose. All you can do is tie. And and the the ending, at, what a great game to just totally be! Oh, I wanted to vomit. And the I, NFL. I didn't have to get in the game. I could care less who won. I don't hate either one of those teams, so I wasn't rooting for one over the other. I just was watching a really good football awful. game. It was awful. And I the was, NFL it just was like botches the Philadelphia everything. Saints. They now know what we felt like. I thought they were going to burn the city down last night, but but the exact two players. Earlier, <laughs> earlier in the game, had the exact same play, and they did not call the hold. Literally, well, again, that's my point. That's my point. The only way that's a good call for all the NFL, always a good call in the rule book and all that. It has nothing to do with the rule book. The the only way that I'll accept that call as legit is if it if they have not if, if that did not happen at any other time during the game and they let it go. Right, it's it's a it's a there wasn't a single offensive holding call the whole game, which is amazing, you know. And and I actually thought the refs let them play, which was great. So for them to make that call in that moment, it's it awful. ruined a real. Yes. And that's two two games in a row for all the people that think the NFL is fixed. That's two games in a row a call late in the game put KC in a position to kick a game-winning field goal. Yes, and. You know, like you said, Mahomes is the golden boy. He kind of is the new Brady. Dude, they get all the calls. Can play well and return punts and and return fumbles, and he's going to be the MVP. And I'm not taking anything away from him. That cat's a freak. All right, running around on one ankle for what he did. I don't. What really kills me is he was so close to being a saint. I don't think people realize how oh, yeah. we were literally a, a, a trade of jump ahead from him being a saint. Sean Payton was in love with him. Justifiably so. So but it's yeah, it's the fact that they made that call when they didn't do the exact call with the exact two players earlier in the game is where I think it's it's just it's bogus. it made me want to vomit. Yeah, it's all it, the NFL just botches everything. They just don't know how to get it right. And and again it all goes back to what I've been telling y'all forever. They don't care about fairness. They don't. It's no, not that, even a goal for them. That rugby scrub rule's got to go. That's that's. It's just silly. It's awful. You know, if, if a running back does that, his forward progress is stopped, and the whistle blows, and it's done. And, and that's even changed now. You got running backs in a pile, and it used to be they blow the whistle. Well, now you can strip a fumble, <clears> and it becomes subjective. Oh, his forward progress was stopped. Oh no, it's a fumble. It's it's just. That said, Jalen Hurst is a mule. That dude is strong, man. That 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 play is impossible to stop. That play, especially when you got people behind them pushing them. But they need to get rid of that as well. So maybe 
that'll come from this Super Bowl. I know when the Saints won, they ended up changing the rules. So who knows? Uh, it's just it, uh, it really all right, put Joey. A damper on what was it? Yeah, it, it was it, it was awful. All right, I appreciate it. We'll take a timeout. We'll be back. This is Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Tune in every weekday at 8.15 a.m. and 3.15 p.m. for the LSU Sports Update. Presented by Tibbs Trailers here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes, Kevin Foot on the game. The game hotline is 706-0111-706-0111. Oh, man. You know, again, uh, yesterday's nauseating finish to the game was just one more thing to just say, just give me baseball season. Like, it's just the players pound for pound in baseball – have, play a bigger role in deciding the outcome of the game than they do in the other sports. It's just the way it is. And, and you know, I was trying to think, like, what is the baseball equivalent of of the, the, that call at the end of the game? And, 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 I, and I think, you know, baseball is more about the players deciding the games. You do have the balls and strikes, which is a – in the Major League Baseball, apparently they're fi- about to fix that. In AAA Baseball, they're going to have the auto thing. Uh, I'm not a big fan of that, but at least if you really – if that's a, a bugaboo for you, um, then that's a potential solution. Of course, in baseball, you always have the option of hitting the ball. If you swing the bat and hit the ball, it doesn't matter what the umpire calls it. In football, in uh, basketball, you don't have a choice. Like, if the official makes a bad call, then in basketball, you might have to sit down if he makes too many bad calls. You're disqualified. You don't get to play no more. You foul out. And in football, they just give you automatic first downs and decide games. Um, But to counter that, in baseball, you can hit a 120-mile-an-hour missile right at somebody, whereas in football, generally, you can... That's the game, though. Right. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. The game, it's funny. It's like in two, two sides of it. It actually... Calls impacted less, but the game itself is more fluky in general. Whereas in football, it's generally the better teams win games, but there's all these subjective calls. Same with basketball. Um, but I think the baseball equivalent is the check swing, and 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 here's and here's where I would same similar situation. If if it's the ninth inning and the game is tied or one run, like in the in, in well, it doesn't even matter if it's the World Series. It could be a it could be game one fifty. It could be game eighty four. But if it's the ninth inning and it's a close game, and he obviously went around and ring him up. But if it's one of these cheesy calls that sometimes gets called and sometimes don't, you palms down and let the players decide the game. I mean, it's the same scenario as this yesterday, and that's why I said. Now, what I'm saying is like what I call next-level officiating. You can't do this at the college or high school level. I'm talking about at the NFL level. That's it. I'm not talking about high school officials. I'm not talking about college officials. You, Those officials should know by the end of that game how many of those calls have been made and missed? 
Like, there's a way to know that. Like, they should know, well, you know, we've only called one of holding call, and they probably did it six times in the game, and we called one. Like, you should have that information. And again, if you don't, that's the NFL. Again, I'm not, people say I'm anti-officials. I'm really not anti-officials. I'm anti-NFL because they don't care about – all I want them to do is care about fairness and show me that they care about fairness. When the Saints in, this, in the 2018 championship game that everybody – we constantly talk about – all they had to do is get it right. It wasn't hard. We pick up flags all the time. They could have called down to that guy yesterday and said, look, we let that go six times earlier in the game. We saw it on film. We let this go six times. And there's nothing wrong with letting it go. I'm just saying, if you're going to let it go in the second quarter, then you can't decide the football game by not letting it go in the fourth quarter. And I, I just think it's as simple as the check swing analogy. Again, if the guy just obviously goes around, then the home plate umpire should ring him up. It shouldn't even be a check swing. But if it's one of these 50-50 check swing things that sometimes gets you, – you got to palms down and let the players decide the game. I, I just think that's – it's about fairness. It's not about I'm trying to decide the game. I, I just – I don't know why people struggle with that concept. But it's like the, the, there's so many people, They it's like – well, if it's if if they can some kind of way with the rule book say that it's good, then everything's good. Well, no, we're talking about fairness. We're not talking about interpreting the rule book. And people just don't get that. They just they just don't get it. And um again, it's not about conspiracy. It's about creating a system before you even get to the game that can ensure fairness. It's what I've cried and Caught and 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 screamed and hollered about for decades. It's not that hard. They should have done this a long time ago. And again, we saw, we've seen a few little signs lately of them making calls and changing calls. All they had to do, and we see it all the time. Somebody throws a flag. They meet. Oh, we're picking up the flag. Well, wait. Why are you picking up the flag? I thought you could interpret. In other words, this whole idea that. If it's by the letter of the law, a lot of those flags that are picked up by the letter of the law are flags and somebody talked them out of it for whatever reason. That should have been talked out yesterday. Unless they did not miss any of those calls all day. And they again, if that happened in the second quarter, then the Eagles got cheated yesterday. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. So they're doing a conspiracy. The system cheated them. Because you, you, if you didn't call in the second quarter, then don't call in the fourth quarter. If you called it that way the whole game, I don't like it, but at least it's fair. It's all about fairness. That's my whole point, and it has nothing to do with the rule book. We gotta forget about the rule book. Everyone who says rule book should spend the rest of their lives getting speeding tickets for a fifty-one and a fifty. Everyone, all of you, deserve speeding tickets for a fifty-one and a fifty. All you people who are like letter of the law people, get out of here with all that junk. You got. It's about fairness. If now again, if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna do the fifty mile an hour, the whole game, then I'm okay with a fifty one and a fifty. But you better do it the whole game, or I don't want to hear all these fifty fifty calls that go one way to decide a football game at the end. That is awful, awful. Just give me baseball. Although you know, again, I'm well. Base, there's no pressure in baseball this year because it's a hammock season. So yeah, just. Give me baseball. 
And we saw a lot of softball over the weekend. Cajuns played four games in the Louisiana Classics um, and went 4-0. And, and, you know, it would have been a shock if they didn't. I, I really thought there were going to be four run rule games. One of them was 6 nothing, and the others were all run rule. But um, there were some things that happened, good and bad. And we'll talk about some of that um, in the next hour. And, and certainly as we go on into the week, Thursday they begin play in the Clearwater Invitational in Clearwater, Florida against, you know, Indiana and Michigan and UCLA and Florida State and Oklahoma State, et cetera. So it's going to be quite a weekend. We'll see how they fare. That's it for the first hour. Another hour to follow. Stay tuned. Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. Simulcast on Stadium 32.3, 133 on LUS Fiber. Again, the game hotline is 337 706-0111. 706-0111. If you would like to talk about the Super Bowl until the very end when it just kind of killed a potential great ending. It was, you know, an interesting game in that I thought the Eagles did a great job of controlling the clock and keeping the Chiefs offense off the field. Um, You know, they should have been up by a lot of points, probably, what, 17 points at the half or so? I mean, if they just gave them a touchdown, fluky touchdown. and Although, to be fair, the Chiefs missed, you know, uh, the Chiefs traded for Will Lutz, apparently. Uh, They missed a field goal that they should have made. So maybe they should have been up 13 at the half or 14 at the half. Uh, But, again... When when you have a chance to build a big lead against a good team, you better build it, and you better not give them any easy points. You know, they gave them a gift touchdown. The other thing that amazes me is how punters in the NFL are not better than they are. Like, awful punter yesterday. Just short, low-line drive punt in the middle of the field. I mean, just awful. And... um. They um, took advantage of it, and again, that's that's what you should do. And you know, I don't. What would they have had about a minute and forty or something in a in a timeout? I mean, I kind of like the Eagles' chances at that point, but we'll never know. Again, he just they just botch it. The NFL just knows how to botch it. They can botch it, boy. It's unbelievable. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Morning, Foot. Good morning. Hey, Foot, I call for a few things. One, I agree with one of the callers and y'all talking about what Carr is doing to stick it to the Raiders, and I think he is going to come to us. I just hope, like everybody else, he don't rethink this and be like, hold up, they got something over there, there's money or something over there, I'm going to go there. But I think he should come to us because it will be it's almost like having a Tom Brady situation. I mean, our division, everybody need a quarterback. It's a weak division. That would help his career of winning. I mean, we we have put, I mean, we have pieces. We have a good team to make the playoffs, win a division, you know, so we get a good running back, get a good quarterback. Dennis Allen do what he's supposed to do. 
hey, it works out for Carr really well. You know, I think he's going to come to it. So I hope he do, though. Now, Foot, your takes that you made this morning about this Super Bowl and the NFL, I agree with you 100%. I was saying some of that stuff last night to Ronnie and all of them. I think it's the way that Super Bowl ended. Cheesy is not the word. That's the Super Bowl. I think I get it. You can slide. I don't think you should be able to do it in the Super Bowl. Season game, I okay, okay, but not the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl should not end that way. Play it out. Yeah, it was it was awful. And look, I say it all the time with rules and things. I'm like, you really want a Super Bowl decided that way? And apparently, the NFL again, they don't care about it. They apparently they're oh, fine with the oh. game in and on some borderline it, call. I mean, it's just it, stupid. It, it, it was terrible. I was waiting for, you know, when you're watching a great movie all this time and you're waiting for that great oh. ending and it's like, that's how it ends? Yeah, and it's like, oh, you why know, that, did I even watch this? Yeah, the ref, I don't think awful. he, I, I still say today, Russ need to stop deciding the games. Leave it up to the players. This is the Super Bowl. This is the Super Bowl. It's the, the biggest game on stage yeah. and it's the last one of the, of the season. You know, I, I look at, that's how I feel for it. I believe about your change, your, your, about the rule call, about how they pushing and leading the um, running back forward and all of that and, the, and getting that advantage, the quarterback. Hey, man, look, man, you can't get it on your own. You can't get it. Well, you look, when, it's, it's, it's been a while, Paul, since you and I agreed on some, so we better just stop it at that and, and, and chalk it up and, and move I'm on. I'm arguing to Ronnie. I'm arguing with Ronnie about that. Yeah. But last but not least, foot, Dawson. Dawson got a good name. I sound like a Yankee name. I gotta check and see if, if, if there was any Yankees named Dawson. <laughs> I gotta check that out. I, I don't I, know. I, we I call it him rugby it. today. The cat likes that Aiden. Up, you know history better than I do, but <laughs> all right. One, you too. Take care. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Kevin. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you doing today, man? Oh, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I do know. That's what I call a pick on you about. What's the problem, man? Now, look. Didn't I, just, didn't I hear you say something about some kind of rule change about when you're gone in your slide at the one? Well, no. A Saints hater asked if they should outlaw that. I said, I don't see how you can outlaw that. It's just good strategy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's perfect strategy and stuff. I mean... Man, you know, I, I kind of had a feeling it had been one of these days, you know, people worried about this and people crying about this. Now, now you want to change some more rules now. But, but, I mean, come on, man. They got to get I mean, rid of Aiden the runner, in my opinion. I think it's awful. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, I mean, that, that's garbage. I mean, yeah, that, that's pretty garbage, you know, because he picked up, like, four first downs like that last night. You know, at least at least a couple of first downs for sure. You know, <laughs> They've and, done it all season. I, I just wonder why you know? more teams don't do it, like, they're gonna let you look, do it. Do it. I know people talking about the, the last call and everything. I think we should just get a big truck out there and just have them sit on the truck and just try to ride the truck all the way to the end zone and just dump them in the end zone. The referees can say, "Yeah, <laughs> touchdown." <laughs> like, you know, people talking about the last call, but the guy admitted he did. He did grab. But it has him nothing to do with it. It, it. it doesn't yeah, matter. I, I know. I know. But it's, a, saying, again, you know, it's not like you know he didn't do it. So, you know, Again, he, he grabbed if him they, and everything. The referee if, just called it. Can you see? He thought the referee. If they the called it the whole all, game, if they called it the whole game, I'm good. But if they let it go in the second quarter, but they didn't let it go with the game on the line, then that's that's cheating. 
That's awful. Yeah, That's well, unfair. Well, I think the Chiefs will win regardless. It, it, well, we don't know. I mean, they'd have had a minute 40 or so to go in a timeout. I mean, it's possible. They well, sure scored. Me, it was a time, but I think they was going to win regardless, you know, because I think the Chiefs. They sure they scored score on a long play there, before or, that. You know. Uh, the bottom line is we'll never know, and that's the that's why it's so frustrating that they call the borderline call. Again, I didn't say it was an awful call. I said it was an awful decision unless they called it that way the whole game. Yeah. So do you think Mahomes should have won the MVP? Well, no, but, you know, I, I, I think, first of all, the MVP is stupid award. They should not give it out. <laughs> This is what they should do. When the game started, we should have a ceremony and bring the two quarterbacks in there and say, okay, one of you is going to be the MVP. We know that already, okay? One of you is going to be the MVP. So whoever team wins is going to be the MVP. So let's stop acting like it's some sort of special award. Is is that the lowest amount of yards that a quarterback's ever thrown and won the MVP? I don't know. Might be. I mean, it might be. But The bottom line is... MVP is a silly award. The other bottom line in this game is there wasn't an MVP because it truly was a team effort. And I understand that most football fans don't yeah. think it's a team effort. Yeah. They think it's but, a game of hearts between though, quarterbacks. Look, look, you got to understand, though, usually judge did this MVP stuff about what you do late in the games and all this, all this other stuff like that, especially in football. Basketball is a little bit different, but basketball is about the whole series you control or whatever, you know, but basketball, I mean, the football is one game. It's kind of it's, – it's, it's, it's kind of what you do late in the so game. Wait, but, like, but, but you can't do that because what you're going to do, give the official the MVP? Made a key run, man. And so he went get the championship. He didn't, like, sit there and let the game come to him. He went, like, take it. And I guess that's when you deserve the MVP when you go get it. Because, I mean, he didn't have a great yardage game. Because MVP that is wasn't because, silly. That wasn't because what the Eagles did on defense. It was because the Eagles ran the ball a lot and they kept him off the field. It wasn't because of what they were doing on defense. Again, they couldn't stop the Patrick Mahomes, like, why don't we just call it what it is? Patrick Mahomes had one competitor to win the MVP. That's Jalen Hurts. And if yeah. Jalen Hurts doesn't fumble the ball, then Jalen Hurts wins the MVP. So it wasn't like, oh, who won the MVP? Well, it's only two, two options. The quarterback for this team or the quarterback for that team. That's the only option. Yeah. I, I so how that, special of an award is it? don't deserve to win the MVP that, that, that kind of don't make sense because he wouldn't take it at the end. You know, he took it in the fourth quarter. He didn't play. Like I said, he barely had the ball. And when he had the ball in the second half, he made all he cashed on all his opportunities. His last though. pass hit the ground. The official was the MVP. Wait, wait say it again. Your phone broke up. Say it again. Patrick Mahomes' last pass, if you're going to do the end of the game thing like you're saying, his last pass hit the ground on third, ground, on third down. The official was the MVP. Oh, okay. <laughs> Kevin, you're crazy. Yeah, you're a sick man for real. You know, we tease you and stuff and whatever, but you're a sick man for real. And look, don't listen to what he to say. Okay, don't listen to what he say. Icing is not the thing. No, no. icing. Yeah, icing. No bad. icing. Icing's bad. No I agree. Icing. You're right. Yeah, you're right. No you're right. All right. Bye. Thanks for the call. <sighs> no, I mean it's just silly. I. You know, and it is what it is. I don't. I wouldn't even ever talk about it, except for they try to make a big deal out of it. Like, who cares who wins the MVP?
The biggest problem I have with anything that's been talked about today is people who want to compare what happened last night to what happened to the Saints in 2018. It's not even in the same stratosphere. It was a correct call, whether it was controversial. Yeah, I wish they wouldn't have called it in that spot. It was a correct call, and it did not eliminate the Eagles' chance to win the game oh, on a blown call. It did eliminate call. their Eagles' Right, in actuality, but yeah. because of a blown call. What happened to the Saints in 2018 was not even, like, I, I hate it that that's been, Saints fans have been bringing it up, saying, look, now you know how we feel. No, that's they, they don't. They lost the game one way or another. But it's nowhere near what happened to the Saints in 2018. But, but again, the point is, from the Saints fan perspective, is you can't get an obvious call right, but you're going to call this borderline thing to decide a game in the fourth quarter in the last two minutes? It's awful. It's just, again, it... Oh, no, but the rule book. Well, no, wait, wait, wait. The rule book? Let's go. The Saints play. We're going to talk about the rule book now? Now y'all want to talk about the rule book? Where was the rule book then? But again, the problem has nothing to do with the rule book. The problem has nothing to do with the officials in the Saints game. And the problem has nothing to do with the official in yesterday's game. The, they need You got to come up with a system that can correct all of this if it needs correcting. And it's there. All they got to do is to it. I mean, all they got to do is come up with a rule like in the last two minutes. If 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 penalties and turnover, I mean, if turnovers can be re- reviewed, why can't penalties be reviewed in the last two minutes, especially of a Super Bowl? Like, well, and 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 the and when they meet, to, if they review it, they can know because they've seen the film how many of these plays they let go all game long. So you can make a fairness decision, not uh, a one individual play in a vacuum decision. Well, and I wonder, too, if one of the reasons that flag came out is because those officials are terrified of being the one who blows the the call the way that happened in the Saints game. So they said, I don't want to, you know, in the heat of the moment, they go, I don't want to be the one who misses a call and it gets, so they throw the flag. But either way, yeah, there should definitely 100% be a way to correct errors. But that call, even if it's reviewable, doesn't get overturned because it was a flag. It wasn't. It was ticky tack, but it was a flag. So no, that's no, no. But no, but I know they should. In your I'm opinion, not, they should I'm change not, the fundamental way they approach things. Right. But I'm just but, saying but that's again, farther I'm not away. Saying, I I'm I'm saying have a meeting like they meet when they pick up flags and say, look, yeah, that was that was close. Let's not do that. I mean, I, I just think common sense. We need to have a little common sense in this stuff too. And and just like in the Saints game, all they had to do was say uh, he missed the call. Um, it was a flag. It was the most obvious call that any of us have ever seen in our entire career. So, like, we just fix it. Fix it. Just give me baseball season. We'll take a timeout and be back. Stay tuned. This is Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Go subscribe to The Game's YouTube channel, At The Game Louisiana. That way you can check out the latest original videos and more shenanigans from The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back. Two footnotes, Kevin Foote on the game hotline. All right, so since we brought up the 2018 NFC Championship game, just so 
because Dawson and Rugby and I are still getting to know each other here. Um, I actually prefer the approach of the officials in the 2018 NFC Championship game to the official yesterday at the end of that game. And this is what I mean by that. I really believe if you went back and watched that NFC Championship game, the officials in that game decided we're staying out of this. And they allowed defensive holding like crazy. Like they were just letting them play. And the, the Rams picked up on it and took advantage of it. And the Saints did not pick up on it nearly quick enough to take advantage. They were just letting them play. But the problem was they were so tied up in this letting them play, letting them play, that when it got when it when it got to that play of being totally over the top where they they were just still in that let's just let them play mode. And so they that's why they botched the call. I mean, I I'm convinced that's why they botched the call. Because if you went back and watched the they were just letting them play. There was holding like crazy going on on the defensive holding the whole day. And they just let it go. They were just letting them play. Well, yeah, and that's why I- to use a comparison back to baseball, it'd be like the equivalent of an umpire who had a big zone all night, big strike zone. He's giving them both sides. Everybody's okay, okay. But then a 58-footer bounces in front of home plate and he rings somebody up. And you go, wait right. a minute, it's okay to have a big zone, but this is unacceptable yeah. in all aspects of it. Right. So, yeah, that's I mean, what I happened see what in that saying. game. But it, that's what happened in that game. And in this game, again, they kind of let him play. I, I, you know, the parts I saw, I didn't see anything really wrong. But, um, if they would have just had the let, let's let's let the players decide the the game unless something really egregious happens, I think we would all be talking about how great the game is. And instead, the NFL just botched it, just botched it. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Kevin. I want to really call and talk about the softball, but I want to say something about that Super Bowl. Andy Reid. I really think the, the, the one of the main reasons why Kansas City won that game, besides that call, was the fact that uh, I think the uh, Reed staff outcoached uh, Phyllis staff. They had some plays at the goal line that were really good, and uh, it just looked like they were uh, better prepared. Well, they out they no 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 they out adjusted them. I thought the Philly the Eagles coaching staff had a great game plan and out and out pregame game planned and out coached the Chiefs. It's just that once they got to half, I thought the adjustments that were made at half, the Chiefs dominated. The Chiefs staff won the adjustments. I didn't. I thought the the Eagles' game plan was great for the first half. I mean, they were controlling the ball. They kept them. You know, I thought they did a great job in the first half. But in halftime, the the Chiefs totally outcoached them. Well, yeah, they did. But what I'm saying about the, the two plays for the touchdowns at the goal line, those were pretty good. You know what I mean? Yeah, it took Where an MVP throw to make those, huh? Those two. Boy, that was MVP. Yeah. Like, boy, I, it was- took an MVP quarterback to make those <laughs> com- touchdown passes. There wasn't anyone on the, either side of the field on those two touchdown passes. Only Patrick Mahomes could have made those touchdown passes. He's the only quarterback in the whole world that could have made them. Well, can, can they get MVPs to coach it? Yeah, they should Kevin, uh, going back to the softball, I know you were picking up a good and bad news. Is the bad news Davis got hurt? 
Uh, yeah, Maya Davis had a cast on her hand. I, I really, I don't know how long she's going to be out. We might know more today when we have Coach Glasgow had his press conference. But she got hit with a pitch in the first game and did not return. And she had a sling on her arm yesterday in the dugout. And uh, that just does not look good. And so, again, I mean, it's not like, you know, they're just going to move Maddie Hayden to center field, which is, no, there's nothing wrong with Maddie Hayden's a great center fielder. So, um, I got no issue with that part of it. It It's just like, what do you do at third down? And how much do you play Valdez at third? How much do you play um, Sophie at third? So it's, um, you know, injuries. When you have all these glutted positions, injury, unfortunately, ends up deciding a lot of it. I'll tell you what, the, the freshman says that they play, well, David did look good in one little game, but the, the other person looked good, too. Now, that bounce, that is going to be something good now, Kevin. I didn't think she was going to be that good. Well, she had, look, she just, everything they're saying about her and watching her for four games over the weekend, you know, she she just has an understanding of the game beyond her years, it seems like. And she's smooth. She does a lot of things well. Uh, no, she, you know, she's going to be a hard player not to, if you're a fan and not where she's going to be your favorite player on that team if you're a real big fan of softball. I know, I, very impressive. Now, but again, are they going to play her more at catcher? Are they going to play her more at third? We'll see. Time will tell. I tell you what, before I let you go, the, the other person, she only has, I think there's a couple of ads before. She looks, she looks the part that all red, all red, that's in that last name. My God, that girl got a beautiful swing. Well, Lauren Allred, she comes off the bench, first major league, I mean major league, first division one uh, at bat. She gets a pinch hit single, and then in the next game, she comes off the bench and hits a home run. So, no, she's got a pretty left-handed swing. Look, there's a lot of talent. I, I just don't know how it's all going to pan out in the end, but there's no question there's a lot of talent. Yes. All right, Kevin. You have a good one. Take care. Um, I just – it's so hard for me. I was having a discussion with someone who emailed me who was like, oh, you know, they were all upset because this one girl took three pitches. And I'm like, I don't worry about all that. When, when, when you have these mismatched games, I just don't worry about the statistics. I'd rather them make some outs because, you know, scoring 15, 16, 17 runs against something, that means nothing. Like, it's just fool's goal. And so go get your runs, get the run rule done, and, and move on. Don't, you know, piling on at the end, that's not going to accomplish anything. And, and it just it pads your stats for no good reason, and it's fool's goal. And so I'm good with that. So it's hard to judge like a weekend that we just saw. But those freshmen, you know, you could you could see everything that Coach Glasgow's been saying, you could see. Like what from Vasquez to Valdez. I mean, we got to see Maya still a base, but then she got hurt. And so it you know, that's just there's nothing you can do about it. It's frustrating. But uh, no, they're, they've been telling us about Tyler. Ooh, she looked good. But again, it's so hard to judge because they hit, the lineups that they faced were not good. The worst thing about this weekend is the pitcher struck out so many batters that the defense didn't get tested hardly at all. Like some of them hardly got any plays. And I'm not worried about the outfield so much as the infield. 
And so, um, you know, you've got you had several different girls playing first base. You had several different girls playing third base. Uh, and so they didn't really get tested. They didn't have to make any tough plays or really many tough decisions. <clears throat> and you kind of would have wished that that could have happened. But again, you can't control all that. It just it is what it is. No, encouraging first weekend, but it's hard to know what any of it means because they just, you know, were clearly better than all the teams they played. Although there was that one game where it was 4 nothing late and Allred hit the two-run homer to make it 6 nothing, but it, uh, pretty late. I don't know if that was probably the fifth inning or so. But <clears throat> So there was one fairly competitive game, and the others were just, you know, were, were, were what they were. Uh, you know, obviously we'll find out a whole lot more about the, the, the softball team um, this weekend. Man, the men's basketball team. <clears throat> Here's what I'm concerned about. And will be interesting. Well, several things. One of them is they got to play at James Madison Saturday. Uh, you know that's going to be a tough game to win coming from a home game on Thursday, and James Madison's got a home game on Thursday. That sounds like NFL scheduling is what that sounds like. That's what, that's typical NFL junk there. Um, <clears throat> but this is the second round. You know, because of certain strategies or certain matchups work out for you in the first round, don't mean doesn't mean that the, the other teams aren't going to make adjustments. <clears throat> Obviously, they made adjustments and played differently and defended differently, and you know this. You know, it seems like so far it's worked, and so we'll see how if the Cajuns can kind of counterpunch some of that. The other thing that's in my mind, and again, we'll never know this, I wonder if it was somehow a blessing in disguise. You know, because what happened in that first game, Troy, obviously, I'm sure they prepared for Jordan Brown. And there was no Jordan Brown in that game. And so I wonder if for whatever reason, because of the kind of team that Troy is, if somehow the Cajuns just... The curveball of preparing for Jordan Brown and not and getting something different messed them up, or they just for whatever reason match up better with a with, with Jordan Brown than without Jordan Brown, and somehow that was actually a benefit for the Cajuns when they played them the first time. You know that that because that's the big difference in those two games, other than the venue. And I, and I think maybe not having Jordan Brown probably messed their 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 whole defensive strategy had to be different and the Cadence just jumped all over him in that game it was like 19 to 4 or something I mean I don't remember the exact score but it was something like that like they just jumped out all over him and I, I'm wondering if that had something to do with it but again we'll never know some of that stuff the 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 Cajuns are in a two-way tie for second James Madison is one game behind them and they got to go to James Madison Saturday which is scary and again the important thing is finishing in the top four, and hopefully they can still do it. And if they finish fourth, then so be it. They just need to finish in the top four. On the women's side, <coughs> the women won, but they're in a two-way tie for fifth place. And there's a three-way tie for second one game ahead of them. 
the good thing is if the if they can beat teams that they're better than, even though they're on the road, they should be okay because they finish out at home with Texas State and with Southern Miss. And if they can win the road games against teams that they have a better record than, that is, there's no guarantees because you know any given day the women can shoot 28 percent and lose. We understand that. But they, they would sweep Texas State if they can stay close to Texas State. That would give them a tiebreaker. So we'll see how that plays out. That'll do it for this segment. We'll take a timeout and be back. This is Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Kevin Foot. An award-winning journalist, popular sports talk show host, and a man who apparently moonlights as a doctor. A medicine season of a different strand in 12, obviously, because the criminal commissioner decided to inflict them with with the, the whole bounty gate silliness. His descriptions of illnesses are extremely concise. Not a normal strand of a medicine season. It was a different strand. Just out of the blue from Timbuktu and all of this bounty gate silliness. Dr. Foot is ready to write a prescription for what ails your favorite team here. here. With more footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes, the game hotline, 337-706-0111. 706-0111 if you would like to get in. Want to give you some news. Um, the Cajuns home game against South Alabama that fi- in two weeks from now, They're going to play the games on Wednesday and Friday to give you to give everyone an extra day before they go to Pensacola the next week. So Wednesday and Friday, the Friday game at home against South Alabama has been picked up by ESPN two, and the time has been moved to eight. So it's really not really moved that much because it's a doubleheader. The women start at 5, and typically you wouldn't start till about 7.50 or 7.45 anyway. They say 7.30, but it doesn't work that way. So uh, so really it's not really pushback, but probably 10 to maybe 15 minutes. So, But an 8 o'clock start, South Alabama, Cajuns on ESPN2 on Friday the 24th. Uh, that will be the second to last game. Uh, no, that will be the last game of the regular season going into the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. I really think that in terms of just the game itself, that was the best game of the season, the game in Mobile. That was back and forth, really good game. And always, I don't know. I I still can't figure out why South Alabama didn't win more games. I really, I think they're pretty good. I I don't know why they don't win more games, but I don't see enough of their games to know. But, um that is not an all-American W. Like they they had to struggle to win that game in Mobile. Hopefully the Cajuns can get back on track and figure some things out. But just wanted to to pass that news along that that game was picked up by ESPN two, and it it is a um, 
eight o'clock start, but again, because of the doubleheader, it wasn't going to start till almost eight anyway. So that's not a big big deal. Again, the game hotline seven zero six zero one one one. If you would like to get in seven zero six zero one one one. The Chiefs now. I heard someone not recently, but a couple months ago, draw a comparison between the Chiefs and the Astros. And now that the Chiefs won yesterday, it's pretty pretty close. Like, it's... The Astros might be a hair ahead, but, like, it's it's pretty close. Like, they've kind of got things... In terms of a four or five year stretch, it's, you know it's hard to. You know, obviously, both of them could have won more Super Bowls, World Series. The Astros lost a couple. The one to the Braves, they just you know they had too many injuries in their pitching staff. They just weren't good enough, uh, probably to win. But the but the one to the Nationals was just a choke job. Like they sh- they should have won. That was they had enough personnel to win. They should have won. They just did. I mean, uh, you know, the, the the Nationals did a great job of, you know, counteracting and everything the Astros were doing, and they won. I mean, they deserved it. They The Astros didn't hit, and they they, they got it done. But the Astros should have won that one. The Braves, I just think they had they didn't have, they didn't have any pitching that year. But, um, <clears throat> but no, that's a pretty good comparison. Um, the Chiefs are on a – on a very good five-year run, and the Astros are on, you know, a very well, a little bit longer than that, but uh, very good. And so, we'll see. Hopefully, the Astros can keep winning World Series, and the Chiefs stop winning Super Bowls. But we'll see how that um, how how that plays out. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Well, good morning, Mister Foot. Man, listen to that voice. How are you? Oh. <laughs> I'm doing fine in retirement, but there's a few things that'll bring me out of retirement. And and watching that game yesterday is one of them. Oh, is it just me, or did the right tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles jump the start of every snap? They've been complaining. Yeah, teams have been complaining about that all year, and I agree with you. I don't know if he did it every time, but he definitely jumped early a couple times. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, there was one. There was one play. The actual the tackle next to him got flagged. He was second on the jump. The, t- the guard jumped first. And I'm like, man, I know I'm getting old and I can't see stuff as, like I used to, but I damn sure know I saw him jump several times. It, yeah, it he was does. unbelievable. He'd lift up his leg and, and go back. It's amazing. And I was like, he's either part cat or I'm going blind. I couldn't figure it quite out. <laughs> <laughs> it was unbelievable. But no. anyway, it was a good game at least. And I'll give him that. I, I just don't know why they quit running hurts. I mean, it's your last game. You're going out. They could, if they would have ran him and kept the ball, the time of possession in the first half was – I mean, they should have had a bigger lead. But, you know, you get 10, you got to keep running hurt. And his legs are his weapon. No, he he's um, – I just – you know, you just hate that he just gave him a touchdown. You know, just fumbled – you know, he just fumbled the ball and gave him a touchdown. But, no, I, I'm, I, I, was, I was screaming for him to run him more, too. I agree with you there. But anyway, I just wanted to mention that and see if anybody else saw it. So, look, it's good talking to you. You did. Hope you too. I'll come out of retirement soon. All right. Take care. No, it's uh, – no, I, again, people have complained about Lane Johnson jumping off sides. I've heard that from 
other opponents this year, and I think he does. Well, I've, I actually heard, uh, I think it was Mitchell Schwartz was talking, former chief lineman, um, before the Super Bowl, talking about like the preview of it and said that um, it's like uh, among linemen, it's obviously something that happens all the time. And he said what it's basically been, it's kind of like the delay a game thing. Officials know it happens, but it's kind of like it's so close and it's tough to call, so they know they let it go. But he was saying what gets you is when if you, both tackles, they both know that they're going to jump early on purpose, but they do it together. So he said what gets it where it looks bad is when one jump because all of it happens so fast anyway with the way the snap's going. But if one jumps before the other one, then it's noticeable. But when both tackles jump a half second early at the same time, you don't notice it, and the officials have kind of been told not to call it unless it's obvious. So that's what he said as a former player. So, so we do letter of the law on some things but not other things, right? That's what I'm hearing. Oh, yeah, and the delay of game one drives hmm. me insane. How do we not have – It's like it should be like the shot clock. It should be a buzzer. If, if, the, if the ball's not snapped and the clock hits zero, it should be delay of game 100% of the time. Yes. But we're going to do this – and they they explain it. Well, we the ref looks up and then he looks at the clock and then he looks back down. And if it's caught, why why make him do all that? Just call the penalty. I agree. This should not be that hard to fix. And again, what happens is this idea that well, it it happened, so you got to call it. I mean, there is no other. But that 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 they don't that doesn't apply to the whole gamut of things. They do things off of, um, you know, officials do this. They say, well, if it's close, I'm not going to call and let the replay make the call. Well, wait a minute. What happened to the letter of the law of the rule book? You know, again, they they do, they they apply letter of the law when it's convenient to them. And what I call that is a creative accounting. That's why I don't buy what well, you had to call it. It was the call. Well, no, you didn't have to call it. It's creative accounting. You, you know, it's like when they when they, when they want to swallow the whistle, they can if they can justify it. Or in that case, well, it's just too hard. We'll just let it go. What do we, What do you mean you let it go? It either hit zero or it didn't hit zero. He either jumped early or he didn't jump early. Yeah, that's why. That's why I don't buy all that letter of the law argument that people give me. All right, we'll take a timeout. This is Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Do you ever wonder what kind of coach Foot would have been? When they hit it to you and you're in the major leagues, you catch the ball. That's the way that works. Yeah, he may be better suited for talking sports than coaching them. Back to footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to footnotes. So now that the Super Bowl is over, is it time for mock drafts to begin? Have you looked at a mock draft yet? I haven't. I have a little rule for myself that I don't look at them until the Super Bowl's That's over. Probably a good thing. Uh, like I'll take a look if you all's got some guys. You know, I'll try and see where they're looking at being projected or anything like that. But no, yeah, like looking at the same. I don't go into these machine. I've seen people already. They they send out. They do their own draft, and I guess the computer drafts everybody else. And you just and they show me all the guys they got and they posting them on Twitter. I'm like, yeah, you got no clue who's going to be available in this. They're taking like you know guys in the sixth round that are like supposed to be third round pick. I'm like, 
you're wasting your time. But you know what? It's fun and it takes up time. But now's about the time to yeah to get them fired up. So I've seen two people recently, if not three, that all of us people have been mocking Bajan Robinson to the Saints. But how in the world do they think he's going to drop that far? Well, running backs have been – that's been a they trend. They've been falling. They do fall, yes. I mean, yeah, I would love it. It'd be great. And, I mean, I think it. the other thing, too, and I, I don't know, I guess you're in a good situation because you have a little bit of leverage, but if you are able to take a guy like Robinson and it works out, then I think you feel a lot better about trading Kamara if you have to. Yes. Or if you, or if you want to. So, But if you end up getting a guy you know, who's not the same caliber or similar caliber player, then – you feel a lot worse about trying to trade him away, but that would be an interesting thing. If you end up getting a guy who's that good, maybe maybe that becomes an option. But do you really think they would pick a running back? Now, look, I, I think John Robinson's going to be good, so I would love to have him. Don't get me wrong. But are you really going to pick a running back in the first round? They took one with the second overall pick before. I mean, they've never been afraid to draft running backs. They took Ingram in the first round. They, I mean, it's not like they haven't done They've been more likely to take a running back than taking – you know, a lot of other positions, so I don't know. You could see it. Well, it's definitely a need, no question. Um, I'm just surprised that more people lately have, like, I, I'm wondering if they're mocking with their hearts is what I'm saying rather than what's actually probably going to happen. I, 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 um, I mean, you really think the Bills would pass on Bajan Robinson? Bills are another team who've drafted a lot of running backs in the last few years, and not a lot of them have really worked out. I mean, Singletary's been an okay player for them, but they took Zach Moss, and that didn't really <coughs> work out. And so, and they took, you know, they had another rookie running back on their roster this year that played some, but I don't know. It's 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 funny, and it, I think there's probably a there's probably a good portion of I don't know the number on it. There's probably a decent number of GMs out there that would not even dream of taking a running back in the first round right now because of like the fundamental kind of like difference yeah. that people think about it. But then there's probably a handful that would say if it's the right player, and then there's maybe a few more that are like, yeah, if he's a good player, we'll take him. Like the way, you know, I mean, Saquon was taken, and then everyone kind of ridiculed that because for a while it was like you got all these bigger problems and you took a running back and nobody could block for him. Now, eventually, it's now worked out for the Giants where they've built the rest of the roster up, and now Saquon can, like, do his thing. But, yeah. Or you could just wait till the seventh round and pick Isaiah Pacheco. Did you see that cat just running? He just runs so hard. He looks like every time he gets the ball is the last time he's ever going to touch football in his life. Seventh round draft pick. Isaiah Pacheco. And he just runs so hard. It's sickening. Can you imagine if the Saints had drafted that guy in the sixth round? Isaiah Pacheco. Man, that guy just runs so hard. It, it, it's sickening watching him play. But um, I don't look. I, they need a running back, and I don't know how they're going to solve it. But they need to get one. The problem is with Mox now for the next month is you still don't know who your quarterback is. So if you, if they had made a trade, say with Derek Carr, then you kind of look. I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback, but. If you if you trade for Derek Carr or you sign him early in free agency, then it's silly to mock a quarterback at that point. I think now some people are so enamored with rookie quarterbacks they'll still do it, but that, I really think it's silly at that point. But as silly as I think it is, until you get that quarterback, then you know there's going to be more people mocking quarterbacks, which I think just messes the whole process up. 
My guess is they're going to take a quarterback <clears throat> at some point in the later rounds just because the way it looks right now, they're not going to have any of them on the roster, and you're still going to need a guy to have whether you sign Carr or whoever else. So I would imagine them getting a fourth, fifth rounder, at some, which, again, they Ooh. it gets muddy with the picks they do and don't have. But taking a guy, but just, again, with the idea of maybe he's just going to be a career backup or something, and if it works out, it works out. But you're probably going to take at least one at some point, and everybody's going to get all excited. Please tell me you didn't support the, the drafting of Ian Book. Ian Book. I like the Ian Book a as a waste. college player. But you didn't. it's not like you gave up a first-round <clears throat> pick for him, though. Well, yeah, but, I mean, what you drafted him in the fifth round, we've gotten a lot of good players in that round. Like, why throw away a pick? I just don't understand the well, Because they, they didn't think it was throwing it away when they did it. Garrett Grayson was a way bigger miss than Ian Book was. That was another. That was a third, that's a third-round yeah, that pick third they could have got. Instead, they wasted it with Garrett Grayson. Wasted it with Ian Book. Just stop drafting quarterbacks. Like, if they ever get really bad and they're picking one or two and they want to take a chance on the Marcus Stroud or whatever year that is, okay. But if not, just leave that alone. I just... C.J. Stroud, right? Who you're talking about? Yes, 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 yes. Why did I say Marcus Stroud? Who is Marcus Stroud? That's someone. Why did I say that? Yes, C.J. Stroud. Um, I just hate it all. All right. Have a nice day.